BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Experiencing firsthand, you know, like so many of the conventional brands that I had in my kit, I was getting a lot of pushback from the models, frankly, saying, please don't use that on me because I know for a fact it breaks me out or it gives me runny eyes or it itches or something. That was... Every week, there was some kind of pushback. The aha moment, in a sense, was to just realize that you couldn't replace what you could find in conventional in the green space. You know, there were definitely some green brands, um, but the performance wasn't up to speed, you know, neither in texture or in colors. Yeah, just seeing the gap in the market, you know, like where if you could merge these two worlds and do it really well, you can start a new category. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hey guys, you're listening to Breaking Beauty Podcast. This is Jill speaking. And I'm Carlene. And today we are talking about a damn good story behind a best-selling beauty product that you'll only find in clean beauty aisles. So we've talked about this before, how fast the beauty industry has become, you yeah. know, this fast beauty, like fast fashion. It's and like it's like whack-a-mole. Like I delete one from my <laughs> inbox, I get another one. Like just a new launch every day, some new face oil. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And on, on Instagram as well, like it can just feel really loud, yeah. like kind of noisy. Yeah. But somewhere in the midst of all of this noise, a certified organic makeup brand called Cure Weiss has been slowly and quietly building up a legion of devoted fans. Today, we are speaking to the founder of that brand, Kirsten Cure Weiss. She's a Danish makeup artist, and she definitely brings a ton of credibility to these organic cosmetics. And I know we talked about this in our Tata Harper episode a little while back about how Tata really helped to elevate the whole idea of green skincare. And a lot of that, quite frankly, off the hop was due to the packaging. It was yeah. like these weighty glass jars and gold and green. It was really beautiful. And I think Cure Weiss really similarly helped to elevate green makeup. Yeah. She launched in 2010. And so nobody was doing luxury green makeup back mm -hmm. then. That's for sure. Yeah. And she just um, had these incredible compacts that, and all of her makeup looked like works of art. And probably the most groundbreaking thing was that all of the makeup was and still is 
refillable. Yeah. So the packaging is in this alloy metal. It's quite heavy. It has kind of an architectural design to it. And um, the logo is really killer. So I remember years ago, it hit my desk. It was just like right away, you were like, whoa, this is this is green beauty. This is organic. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's almost like the metal shell that you have and you just keep forever and then you're just refilling it. And even the mascara is refillable, which is crazy. Yeah. And the boxes too, they look yes. like Cartier jewelry boxes are like insanely yeah. high, high end. So she was way ahead of the zero waste game, you know, back in 2010 with these refillable compacts. And I have to say something that we stand corrected because in our zero waste episode, we mentioned Kirsten Kierweiss and we said her name wrong. <laughs> we said Kierweiss. <laughs> that was probably me. <laughs> I think I said it as well. Apologies, Kirsten. We've got it down for this one. <laughs> I know there's a celebrity makeup artist by the name of Katie Denno, mm-hmm. and she is also also a green beauty expert, only uses green makeup products. And she's a big fan of Kier Weiss. Yeah, it makes sense that it's like makeup artists paying respect to makeup artists. She was talking about the qualities of these eyeshadows that they're all made in Italy. So they're super blendable. And she just she told Allure that they were the best eyeshadows ever. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big statement to make. And I know Emma Watson is a longtime fan of the foundation, the radiance highlighter and the mascara. So it is this like very niche and devoted fan base. So let's get into the best sellers. Um, first up, the lengthening mascara. I think organic mascara is notoriously difficult to formulate um, because you're trying to deal with preservatives that are mm-hmm. all natural and you've got it really close to your eye. Mm-hmm. I th- remember I told you that story years ago mm-hmm. when I opened, um, I think it was like a Dr. Hauschka mascara and mm-hmm. it was moldy. This was literally 10 years ago, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Dr. Hauschka has got it down now. Mm-hmm. So I tried this one. It's the lengthening mascara. And what I loved about it is that it did not smudge throughout the day. Yeah. And it, you kind of have a very natural effect with it too. Yeah. I would say because it's lengthening, yeah. you can expect more of a a defining mascara look. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the Glossier um, mascara that they came out with, the slick mascara. Um, This one's definitely pricier, but if you're super into all natural, you want to make sure everything's non-toxic. I think the wear on this one is really great. Um, As I said, I've tried some other green beauty mascaras and I did find they smudge. So I think she's got a leg up there for sure. And this one retails for 38 US dollars. The refill is $28. And in Canada, it's 52 for the mascara and 38 for the refill. So it's not cheap, but mm-hmm. you know, it is really great to know that the performance is there. Yeah. Um, we need to talk about her cream foundation as well. I think foundation has been one of the most difficult things to formulate and get right from an organics point of view. Mm-hmm. Speaking for myself, normally I find that the formulas are just way too oily. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, they fall off my face. Um, <laughs> they just disintegrate. You literally, said, right? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, f- bye. Like it, there it goes. Um, but this one is amazing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like cream to powder and it retails for 68 US dollars. So that's the compact and the foundation in it. And then to get the refill, it's around 40 US. Mm-hmm. In Canada, there's a bit more of a sticker shock. It's 93 Canadian and the refill is 55 Canadian. Yeah, our dollars just Ooh, oof. hitting it, hitting us where it hurts. Yeah. So technically it's a semi matte finish. Okay. There's 14 shades. So not the full spectrum. Um, I'm wearing the lightness today. It's actually their palest shade, but you can you can wear it and get sort of medium coverage or you can build it up to get more of a fuller coverage. And I personally 
have been really impressed by the wear. I've been wearing it for yeah. a few days. Mm-hmm. And I just think you get that sort of like semi-matte powdery finish to it. And it wears, to me, it almost wore like a long wear. Like the last one I tested before this one was Dior Forever, which is also like a luxury foundation. Mm-hmm. This one stood up, yeah, it's, if not better. I really like it as well. Great coverage. And uh, I just really wasn't expecting it to wear as well as it did. So if you guys are looking for that option, the natural option, try this one out. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we kind of drill Kirsten because I think she kind of became known in the industry for like this slightly lighter hand skin is what she's known for. Yeah. So we have tips and hacks from her on how to use these products and just how to get a great skin look in photos and in real life. Yeah. And one of the things you'll notice is she's a bit of a quieter presence herself. She's yeah. not this newer generation of like boastful and I'm killing it. And, yeah. you know, she's from a generation that it's like, you don't do that. To me, she's a true artist mm-hmm. and she lets her products speak for themselves. But I think once you hear from her in this episode, you'll understand why it was a bit shocking when there was some controversy yes. around KW in 2017 and, and spilling into 2018 with a lawsuit. Yeah. So she is... Kirsten Kierweiss. So that's KKW. And you guys may know there's another famous person in the beauty biz that has those initials. So uh, Kierweiss actually had filed a lawsuit against uh, Kim Kardashian West and her company. Initially, she had just filed a cease and desist, but then it escalated to a lawsuit. But Over the logo. Yeah. So very long story made short, Kira Weiss felt as though the KKW products were infringing on her trademark and her logo. We did ask Kirsten about it. She's not allowed to speak publicly or discuss any details because it, it has been settled at this point. All sorted. Everybody's content. As content as you can be, well, I suppose. I think anytime you just see settled, I'm sure both people probably walk away a little bit pissed off, but they know they've done as much as they can do. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for obviously either of those people. You got to stand up for your brand. But I think what kind of annoyed me about those headlines is like some of those headlines made it seem like Kirsten was like it was some kind of cash grab. And it's just like you guys got to listen to this episode. She's just not like that. Like I said at first, she just filed a cease and desist. She didn't she wasn't looking for money or payout or anything like that. But what Kirsten does open up about with us today is her expansion further into skincare, which is equally exciting, more exciting for sure. Especially someone for her. Her legacy is all about great skin. That's what she was always hired to do. Yeah. She had a facial oil for a while, but now she's She has a cleansing oil. She has a toner. A toner. And they're both like beautiful. They look like fragrance bottles. Oh my gosh. They are top shelf fodder for sure. Totally. And who knows? Maybe she'll start getting into moisturizer. Listen to the episode and see if she drops some hints. So let's get it started. Here's Kirsten Kierweiss on her come up that started in Denmark, landed her in Paris, and then finally on to New York. My name is Kirsten Kierweiss, and I'm the founder of Kierweiss, which is a certified organic uh, cosmetics line. What is the most common mispronunciation of your last name? There's a few. <laughs> I'd say the most common is Kajer. That's how I say it. I'm sticking to it. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. This is a total tongue twister. I think it's like the Kajer. I get a lot. So the J is like a yeah. It kind of yeah, is. sound like here. Yeah. 
right? Here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it's I kind of get that now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell us about where you grew up, if people aren't familiar with yeah. your story. I um, grew up in the countryside in Denmark, mm-hmm. in, you know, like basically on a farm. It was a working farm my parents had. And it was outside a small town called Billund. Um, but Billund's claim to fame is that's where Lego originated from. Oh, you took off in the artistic route. Is that right? Like, tell us about getting into college and what yeah. you're taking and your interests. My goal was always to, you know, go into architecture. I thought that was going to be my path or sort of interior design, definitely in that realm. Mm-hmm. But then I started traveling after college. I went uh, to the United States as a Scandinavian nanny. I was in California for a year and and I just loved traveling. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of going back and sitting down in school for another six years, mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And um, I heard about this school in Paris. That was a makeup school. And I had already been there, spent some time there. So mm-hmm. I thought, let me give that a shot. That's mm-hmm. only one year and it'll take me back to Paris. Yeah. And that's kind of how it happened. And so were you interested in makeup? Like, were you playing or? No. No. Not much. Yeah. I had uh, enrolled in this class in Copenhagen prior to that, you know, after returning from sort of my travels at that time, uh, where, uh, you know, I took some, you know, classes on um, skincare and sort of a beautician, mm. the beautician side of things, you know, and, and but the, what I really enjoyed doing was, you know, painting. Yeah. And so, you know, I became aware of the school down mm-hmm. in France and I thought, you know, let me try that. Yeah. Yeah. So did you actually practice as an esthetician? Yeah. Oh, so you have a yep. background in skincare yeah, as well, I do. skincare knowledge. Yep. That's awesome. I do. And did you do facials on people? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your? Did you enjoy that? Or I did, I did. Um, but I will say, I really loved once you got to the end of that more so, and then you could, you know, walk <laughs> them out the door with some color on their face. Okay, you know, that was really what I thought was a lot more fun. Yeah, so you um, knew your, you started yeah. to know your calling. What was your path sort of after that? After that, you know, I went back to Copenhagen, where I'm from, and I'm from the generation, you know, and it's you know. Denmark is a small country, so back then, up until, what can I say, that I finished school, the timing was perfect for me, Mm -hmm. because up until then, the models had been doing their own makeup when they showed up for a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, joined um, Elite Models, you Mm -hmm. know, and they started a a small sort of section for makeup artists. Mm -hmm. And so it allowed me to step right in and start working immediately. There was myself and another gentleman that... Uh, we just got all these all these jobs, yeah. you know, covers, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. So wow. I could, you know, I was in a, this fortunate position of being able to build my portfolio really fast. Yeah, right yeah. place at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Right. It truly was. Yeah. What took you to New York? So I, you know, had always, since first visiting New York, I had always wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of going back and trying to see what I could actually play with the big boys and girls mm-hmm. uh, in terms of fashion had always been there. I don't think I sort of anticipated staying there, mm-hmm. but now it's been 21 years. Oh, wow. But you've had a really prolific career. So, it, you know, tell us a few of the highlights that um, really stand out in your mind that you're proud of. So I was working with somebody called Brian Nice that, you know, took me into Self, Mary Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took me into L. But I've worked 
with Patrick de Marchelier a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been working with some of the bigger ones, but I always look at myself as always having been in the second tier. Okay. You know, like not constantly working once in a while doing Vogue, once yeah. in a while, you know, doing W. Um, but just at the end of the day, having great experiences, you know, working with a lot of the big girls, the sort of older supermodels, Chrissy Turns yeah. and Helena Christensen, Heidi Klum, yeah. that group of people. And so what would they call on you for? Because I know yeah. working in photo shoots, having yeah. some experience myself in Canada, yeah. makeup artists start to become known for a look. And yeah. so we know if this is the vibe of the shoot, we're calling on yes. this person. Yes. So, once in a while, they would call on you for, what was it? Skin. Yeah. The way I did skin. It was yeah. always for the skin, I feel. And uh, because I just really wanted skin to look like skin and not like uh, skin with a foundation on it. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, you just have to perfect it. You know, like there's always something, you know, you want to even out or, mm-hmm. um, but you just don't want it to look that, like the face really has been made up you know and a lot of these girls you know walk in with really great skin to start with you want them to walk out of the makeup artist's chair still looking better you know than they did when they came in so yeah no I I would always got booked for skin yeah Mm, it's a hard thing to make look really natural right it is what was like your go-to product in your kit at that time before you invented or created your line what did you go to and reach for so i i always loved using bobby brown sticks Mm. you know because classic uh, yeah i love using you know more of a solid foundation which you know i've kind of you know, implemented in my own line now because I feel it's a lot easier to control Mm -hmm. in terms of making it look natural. And then back then I had this spray that I bought at a health food store that I would always spray the face with afterwards. So it took the illusion of foundation away. So you have a face that's actually covered, um, but then you kind of spray it with the spray on top. And one day I want to replicate that spray in a natural way. Mm-hmm. That was my trick. Oh, cool. You know? right. Was yeah. it sort of a water? Or? No, it was more like um, it was more like a moisturizing spray. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not necessarily a moisturizing spray that I would use today. But it was it was meant as a moisturizing spray. You know, I, I I'm not I can't tell you what was in the ingredients list, but yeah. it just worked. It yeah. did the job. It, I love it totally those did. I love yeah. those. Behind it totally the scenes. did. Thanks. And I would do that always. You know, like really. You know, to this to this day, if I'm doing a makeup, you know, and I feel uh, if there was quite a few things to cover, you know, just go in, warm up, you know, one of our oils, and kind of just uh, in my hands, and kind of just go over the face afterwards. And just dab touch it. it. Touch the face just really gently, so you kind of give that same effect. Right. Let's pause for a moment to give some love to one of our show sponsors. Carlene, you know that the struggle to find a good bra can be so real. Oh my God, tell me about it. Since breastfeeding, it's all gone to hell. I've been loving my third love bra though. So true. Were you skeptical though of buying a bra on the internet? Yeah, of course. It's like a swimsuit. It's so personal when it comes to buying a bra or underwear. But I took the Fit Finder quiz and I realized how they nailed it. So your fit is customized to your breast size 
and shape. So it only takes 60 seconds, but nobody's ever asked me about the slope of my breasts before. And turns out that's key. Totally. I love that they are so size inclusive. They use millions of real women's measurements to create bras. And then they have more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. As a mom, I also do not have time for long fitting room lineups at the department store with bad lighting. I just can't have it. So trying stuff on at home, that's perfect for me. Yeah. And they have a 60 day money back guarantee, which is genius as well. I tried their 24 seven classic t-shirt bra. Honestly, it's so comfortable. There's no gaping, no slipping straps, which is my personal pet peeve. I love how quickly it molded to my boob shape. Normally I find you have to take a really long time to work in a bra, but this was comfy from day one. I actually found the same thing. I bought the 24-7 Pima cotton t-shirt bra. It's the really cute one with the keyhole in the front and I just found it was super soft. There was no digging or riding up and it also has these two-way convertible straps that can be worn straight or crisscrossed at the back, so that's perfect for summer, you know, summer dresses. Well, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering all of you 15% off your first order when you go to thirdlove.com slash breaking beauty. That's thirdlove.com slash breaking beauty to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase, everyone. Now back to today's episode. It was about 2010 when you came out with your makeup line. Yes. Um, what made you go, I really just need to make this happen. I think, you know, I'd always dreamt of having my own business. Mm -hmm. Like I remember that as a kid, you know, but I just didn't really know uh, how, you know, as I said, I wanted to go into architecture, but then my path kind of took me down makeup mm -hmm. and experiencing firsthand, you know, like so many of the conventional brands that I had in my kid were, you know, I was, I was getting a lot of pushback from the models, frankly, saying, please don't use that on me because I know for a fact it breaks me out or mm. it gives me runny eyes or it itches or something. There was, every week there was some kind of pushback, you know. Mm -hmm. And then also seeing firsthand, you know, the skin that a lot of them walked in with, you know, like, and it was just not always in a good state because you put a lot of makeup on these girls and they have to wear this day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And so the aha moment in a sense was to just realize that you couldn't replace what you could find in conventional in the green space. Mm -hmm. You know, there were definitely some green brands, mm -hmm. um, but the performance wasn't up to speed, yeah. you know, neither in texture or in colors. And um, so, yeah, just seeing the gap in the market, you mm -hmm. know, like where if you could merge these two worlds and do it really well, you can, mm -hmm. in a sense, start a new category. Were you intimidated, though, at all? Like, you're like, well, if it was easy, someone else would be on this. Y yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I started working on it in 2003. Wow. It took me seven years. I'm not wow. saying it should take that long necessarily, you know, but it was kind of like a side project that mm -hmm. I had. And then... Mm -hmm. As the years went on, it became more and more of a full-time job mm -hmm. next to working as a makeup artist. What was the overall concept? You were like, it has to be organic, all natural and luxury or have mm -hmm. skincare ingredients or what, what was this vision? So the immediate vision was to have it be all natural and luxury, but sustainable. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, and high performance. I mean, that, that I would say is the essence of everything. Um, yeah. But really trying to come at it with an equal emphasis on both the ingredients list, the performance, and the packaging. Yeah. 
that and then it turned out, you know, that we were able to find suppliers around the world, you know, that had organic farms that could supply the raw materials. Yeah. So instead of being a great apple, it could now, you know, like yeah. it could now be an organic apple that hadn't been sprayed, you know, just to give sort of like right. the vision of going from natural but to a step higher even, right. you know, where uh, the raw materials were that more pure. Right away, the packaging was just beyond stunning. So tell us how you just hit it out of the park with that. Well, I got great help on that. You know, like I had, uh, as I said, I had this vision that I think, you know, within this business, there's there's a lot of turnover, you know, that you'll have a product potentially three, four, six, 12 months, you know, but all that plastic and just constant waste, I just couldn't bear the idea of participating in that, you know. So wanting to have it be a sustainable uh, packaging that was recyclable, that was my goal. Mm -hmm. So I started working with a dear friend of mine in Copenhagen who is a great designer, and we did so many prototypes. And I actually think we got really close to something that I loved, but the quote-unquote problem was that I had come across this incredible design for a Comme des Garçons perfume bottle mm-hmm. um, that silver pebble sort of that lies flat right. and I was obsessed with that I just thought every time I was holding this thing it kind of gave me this emotion of like this is so beautiful mm-hmm. and if I can feel like this holding somebody else's product you know that would be incredible if that could happen for myself and so in the end you know I thought I have to contact the gentleman who created this piece of of jewelry in a sense you know um and so I contact him and and his name is Mark Atlan and he's an incredible French designer that is based in Los Angeles and so I just cold emailed him and said you know this is what I'm trying to do I love what you do Uh, would you be interested in potentially working with me on this Mm -hmm. and long story short you know we ended up working on it yeah. So he's, you know, really the brainchild behind the mm-hmm. metal packaging. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's such a heavy weight. It feels like a keepsake. Yeah. And so that's when your vision changed from recyclable to refillable? Yes, because that metal isn't recyclable. You know, it's an alloy of metals. It's called Zamac. And it's basically an alloy of, it stands for zinc, aluminum, magnesium, and copper. But it had the weight. It has that luxury feel to mm-hmm. it. It had all these components that we wanted and were looking for uh, in terms of the primary packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't recyclable, you know, and that's, you know, when he was sort of like, but we could try and turn it into a refill system. And I was like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. In W, they talked about your best-selling product, and that's the lengthening mascara. Is that still the one? Is that still number one? Yeah. 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 So what's, what is it about that formulation? Because it's certified or organic, is yeah. that correct? I always speak to our products in a sense of, because it's not like any ingredients list, you know, that uh, is very different from any of the other products we do. You mm-hmm. know, like it's, uh, it's the oils, you know, we use carrageen, there's lavender water in there. But I always speak to the formulator that I work with in Italy that it's really about having an amazing chef in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, who can fine-tune the nuances. The main thing for me in the mm-hmm. mascara was that it had to stay put, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt natural mascaras always ended up, 
you know, on the cheek mm -hmm. and then the brush and the mechanism, you know, because one of my real pet peeves in the mascara is if it pulls out too much product. Mm. So you have to scrape it off, you know, on the side. And so we just worked on the, the formulation a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of really getting it to the point where it is today, you know, like I credit, you know, them for, for that. Yeah. Because I don't have the expertise. Right. You know, typically when we start like a new product, mm -hmm. you know, I'll bring that idea to them and say, these are like four ingredients I'd love if we could include. Mm -hmm. And so that, and then he goes to work. Yeah. Or initially he'll say, well, we definitely have to take one of them out because your shelf life is going to go super short if you, yeah. you know, just... Yeah, stuff that is beyond my expertise. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you're yeah. the creative director, right? I mean, it's yes. like you look at fashion designers yeah. these days and some of them yeah. don't even draw, but right. they have an eye yeah. and the, they'll say yeah. right away, that is a no, that mm -hmm. is a yes, or yeah. they'll communicate that vision and make sure it gets there, right? And you're exactly. a makeup artist, so you use it and you know yeah. exactly. you got to pass that test, right? Absolutely. It's got your name on it. It, <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. No, but exactly, you know, like I know, always know exactly what texture I want, you know, like mm -hmm. a color that I want mm -hmm. or so at the end of the day, yeah, I agree with you, but sort of like standing in the lab and deciding on which ingredients, mm -hmm. that's his job. You know, mm -hmm. I bring my wish list to the table because yeah. in my own what can I say, humble opinion, I feel like I have a really good understanding of ingredients, but yeah. I am not a formulator. You're not going to no. put on a lab coat no, and I'm an not. ad, pretend no. that you're making and these in your kitchen. I can it's give something happening. a long shelf life. And so what about your foundation? You just have one, is that right? Your cream foundation. Yes. So that typically is a really big challenge to formulate. And then adding, you know, making it organic and everything is a whole other level. So talk to us about developing that and... What went into that? Yeah, so I think the toughest thing with any of our cream-based, you know, products is not being able to use silicones, you know, because we've gotten so used to that silicone slip that is pretty much in everything, you know, whether it's in hair products, you know, any kind of cream blush foundations. So in order to replicate that, that just takes a lot of fine-tuning. It kind of goes back to having that great chef in the kitchen. You know, there's a difference in, in me making a tomato soup and somebody who has a Michelin star. You know, mm -hmm. like it's really fine-tuning the nuances. You know, because I'd say the key ingredients in everything we do are butters, like shea butter. It's waxes, beeswax, candelilla wax, canalba wax, and oils. Mm -hmm. Those are like your butter your flour your milk you know in a, in a standard sort of baking recipe and and it's really i would say just keep fine-tuning it mm -hmm. until it hits that sweet spot mm -hmm. of having that perfect slip you know because the foundation initially in the pan it has a little bit of coconut oil in there so if it's been sitting in a cold room it can come off as a little too firm mm -hmm. but you know i could obviously easily have put more oil in there but then it's your look you know really sort of shine in the face around noon, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just fine tuning it and testing it and testing it until you have that texture mm -hmm. that is going to last and that you feel really, you know, feel really good about. Can you talk about how you work with it? I know mm -hmm. you have a very specific technique and we can, yeah. maybe we can share with everyone. Yeah. Cause it is, you know, like it is, a, uh, you know, it is similar to 
like a foundation stick, but it, it sort of sits in in a tin pan, mm-hmm. you know. So off the bat, it could look a little intimidating in the in the pan. But the key with it is that it has to have a primer underneath, uh, as most sort of big, you know, conventional brands will have a primer, mm-hmm. you know, and a primer many times is that sort of added layer of silicone that allows for the foundation to go on like silk. You know, so in our case, we have an oil that's a, you know, a moisturizing oil. It's a facial oil that first and foremost, I would say, is a moisturizing oil. But it also happens to be the perfect primer for this foundation. Mm. So they really work beautifully in tandem. Mm, and so you, you, you prime the skin with the oil, let it sit, you know, like three, four, five minutes, depending on how fast it absorbs. And then it allows for the foundation just to glide on in that silky kind of way. Do you pick it up with your fingers? You can. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like to use? I like to use the fingers, you know, for the bigger surfaces, you know, where the areas where you hardly need anything, you know, typically the forehead, you know, like maybe on your cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once, because you, you can build it, you can make it a sheer you know, just by spreading it mm-hmm. with the oil on the skin, you can make it as you know as as sheer as a tinted moisturizer, but then you can kind of build it up to concealer level. I mean, you can cover this, uh, you know, rosacea with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has kind of like an all-in-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get up to concealer level, you have to use a brush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to conceal something. Uh, and you use your fingers, the warmth of your fingers is going to pull it right off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? So that's a great That's tip. a must. And so what's next? What's coming down the pipe? So down the pipe. So, you know, we started uh, about two years ago, sort of diving a little bit more into skincare or starting skincare, you know, um, and launching with what we call the beautiful oil, the the facial oil I was talking about before. And now coming up uh, in May, we're launching a cleanser makeup remover Mm, with a toner. Cool. So that you can actually start your... You know, your practice, your ritual, even at uh, at the beginning of cleaning your face, mm-hmm. and it's and sort of going into the oil and then makeup. Yeah. Um, so it's an oil-based cleanser. Okay. Um, it has sort of a, a gel texture. Is that uh, this one here? It is. Oh, yeah. Let's it doesn't look it. oil-based because it's kind of a milky. Yeah. It looks like a milky jelly through yeah. the, through the bottle. And it is, you know, it does have a gel texture. That's the sound of the cap. (laughs) It's like a rock. Yeah. And it has has almond seed oil in there. Mm. It has olive oil infused with chamomile. Very light. Yeah, it's very light. Oh, it has marigold. Almondy, like Mm -hmm. a... And it's just, it's very calming and soothing Mm -hmm. and... No, sort of non-invasive. You mm-hmm. know, I've I feel like I've always been super picky about cleansers because uh, I feel a lot of them kind of feels dry on the skin once yeah. you take them off. Mm-hmm. It has that sort of tight feeling on the skin, mm-hmm. and so really wanting to try and avoid that, and at the same time have one that could also take off your eye makeup. And then it comes with a toner as well, and the toner. The, the, it's funny the color of the toner. It looks like an old school perfume, it's like amber, like with the it cap does. and everything. It looks, yeah, I looks true. like Charlie perfume yeah. or yeah. something. <laughs> 
It does. So what's in this one? So in that one, there's uh, Melissa Water. Mm. Um, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's it's like really lovely decongestant. It's oh, um, oh my there's, god! Yeah, there's la- lavender water in there, mm. and there's prickly pear. There is, you know, like basically like the combo of capers, prickly pear, and olive leaf extract mm. is something that the Italians have been working on a long time. They call it a natural cortisone. Oh, cool! So like a natural barrier, mm. you know, it's to good any for sort of rosacea, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, so um, that's included in there. And then um, there's our favorite magic ingredient is uh, an ingredient called Diascorea batatas. It's almost like it zooms in on exactly what you need. Like my sister has always had really bad rosacea Mm -hmm. and it's completely completely transformed her skin wow Um, okay i'm trying this as someone with broken blood vessels all around my nose i know it's not going to cure that but still it i gotta try it you have great skin no (laughs) thank you yeah you do one thing that i think really sets your brand apart especially from other natural makeup brands that are out there is like when you do walk into the detox market you have imagery campaign imagery that goes with your brand and at the new detox market here in in toronto you walk in and you see that beautiful photo of it's michelle stevens child Mm -hmm. so she was an iconic model her heyday was in the Mm -hmm. 70s so can you tell us about your decision to work with a more quote-unquote experienced Mm -hmm. model um, on your makeup campaign yeah. and why that was important to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just important, what can I say, overall to be inclusive, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's in ethnicity mm-hmm. or it's in age. And I've kind of been looking for a model that I felt would just fit that spot, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of an older model. You know, one of the women that I work with, you know, at the company uh, who I used to work with, she used to be, you know, like a fashion director with the magazines and she now handles our Instagram, Mm -hmm. told me about Michelle. She said, you know, like, I think she's working again. And and long story, you know, meeting her, I was like, because of her personality, she's just she's just has the most beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. And then she was up for working again. And yeah. I thought that would be fantastic. So we did, we launched our lip glosses with her, which is, you know, typically a little bit more of a younger product, yeah. but it was thought it'd be that. cool to do it with her. Yeah. We ask a lot of the founders that we talk to about advice and some of the best advice that they've been given because it is a lot of work as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So has there been a piece of advice that you've really hung on to that has like guided you through some, you know, more uh, choppy waters? You know, I think just really, you know, not cutting corners. That would be, I'm trying to think where I got that piece of advice from or, but it's uh, kind of always been with me. And certainly, you know, as the line was progressing, you know, over those seven years, there were plenty of times where well-meaning, you know, friends and family were kind of like, okay, just get it out now. You know, it's time. I think it's good enough, you know. But when you know inside that you haven't hit that spot where this is it, I can't make it any better. Why yeah. would you just, you know, have spent so much money and time on it and then not take it all the way, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, you know, just, you know, stamina, stamina and keep going until it's at a place where, you know, you've given it everything. Thanks for tuning in. Visit breakingbeautypodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. 
or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. 